Hello and welcome back to the Bike Wallet Podcast. I am your host Anuj, and I am back with another exciting episode of our two-wheeler related audio show. So, 2021 is about to end, and needless to say, what a year it has been. From the whole world getting accustomed to the new normal, to the MotoGP legend Valentino Rossi retiring, this year showed us some unprecedented occurrences. It was a similar story in terms of the bikes we reviewed as well, from riding a bunch of scooter around town. to taking the legendary suzuki hayabusa on a 3000 km road trip we did things that were beyond exciting and that's what we are here to discuss today the most exciting most interesting bikes and scooters we reviewed this year and for this episode i am joined by neil hi neil it's good to have you back on our show it's good to have myself back on the show i mean it's a pleasure to be uh, on this podcast and uh, i'm actually looking forward to uh, this episode because uh, you know obviously as motoring journalists reviewing motorcycles is one of the you know the fancy part of the job so yeah i think we should that's true that's true that that is something that our audience only sees from the outside and they think that this is a very fancy job but they don't know what goes on uh, behind the curtains but anyway we are going to talk about the glamorous part today and i think uh, you have tested the most number of bikes uh, in our team this year if i'm not wrong but i i'm sure you haven't counted it right no <laughs> so so for this episode what we have done is that me and neil uh, will come up with our own list of five most interesting reviews that we did this year so five from me and five from neil so uh, let's let's dive right into it and uh, neil would you like to start which which would be the first on your list which was a most interesting and uh, memorable review for you this year so um i would like to go the other way around i mean i'd like to start with the two wheeler or the scooter that i reviewed the the last and uh, or the latest i mean and that was the aerox 155 and uh, that was something that actually interested me ever since i had seen it you know uh, in the international market uh, it was very intriguing to know that there was a scooter that had uh, the engine of a motorcycle and uh, the aerox has the engine of the r15 and the r15 is also like a glorious you know like a very uh, sought after motorcycle That's so you know when the aerox was launched here um, i was i mean we were at the drag day if you remember and uh, as soon as i knew that the aerox is here i was like i i think i need to get this scooter i think i need to review it so yeah i did and uh, the scooter did not disappoint at all you know the performance is just is just mind blowing for something perceived as a scooter mm. you know yeah. you would not expect a scooter to go uh, 120 kmph and you know just feel stable mm. you know and the aerox uh, i mean yamaha has done a great job with Uh, not only focusing on the performance bit of the scooter it the scooter is also very refined you know it, which is very surprising which i found very surprising uh it's not quick off the line but uh, after 5000 rpm you know that's when uh, the vva kicks in, kicks in yeah. and that scooter just it, it just flies past you you know mm. for scooter a perspective ha, that thing is fast it's quick and a lot of people you know uh, ask me and it's actually quite visible you don't have a lot of uh, floor space but that was not the case and you know unlike uh, 
popular opinion i may say uh, it does have a lot of space and uh, the other interesting bit of the scooter which i personally loved was that it could fit my helmet which is a full face helmet and along with the helmet it still had a lot of space to you know keep my wallet or probably like a small bag or like a hydration bag or something which was very interesting yeah i think there's no other scooter that can take in your uh, helmet right the bell no so i think the jupiter also uh, has a large boot it has a larger boot than the aerox but uh, as you told me the other day i think it is it's longer it's than long. wider so i yeah the i don't think the depth is not that much yeah, yeah. so i and aerox i think uh, it's actually one of the most interesting scooters the indian market have seen absolutely because uh, even other people who have reviewed it they were like every time we were uh, starting off from a signal people were staring at us and they were thinking like how can a scooter be this fast yeah yeah so and the fact that you know it's got the underbone chassis so yeah. it looks like it looks very different you know you don't see a scooter with a motorcycle like yeah it, it looks very motorcycly i that's a word and uh, yeah you sit on it you sit on top of the scooter you don't sit in it per se so it gives you a, a perception that you're riding a motorcycle even the way you get on the aerox is like you get on a motorcycle yeah so all of those things are you know it's like the motorcycle you never had correct yeah correct. so it it's going to appeal to a lot of people lot of youngsters you know whose parents still perceive like motorcycles are dangerous and stuff mm. like that i think the aerox it fills in that gap yeah so you get the excitement of a motorcycle but with a convenience of yes, a boot yes, yes. under the seat so guys that was uh, the first in neil's list and uh, so in my list the first one is the motorcycle actually uh, all five in my list are bikes only and the first one is the royal enfield classic 350 and um, I I never imagined that I would say this because there was a time when I was not a big fan of the classic for some obvious reasons I won't mention it here but then when the meteor came people already knew what was in store the classic fans and potential buyers and uh, even I was uh, when I was told that I'm going to review this bike I was pretty pretty excited because I was really looking forward to the kind of evolution that it will be over the previous generation model and uh, you know before the first ride review that royal enfield organized there was a briefing and that lasted for around 2 hours and wow. the whole theme of that briefing was we have kept the classic as it is but we have changed everything okay and when i uh, first looked at the bike from a distance it was like dude this is the same motorcycle uh, this same old classic but when we thumped the starter when we took it out of the parking lot the difference was more than evident you know the way it handled the way the engine was smooth refined but still it had that classic wala character you know because royal enfield was really focused on keeping those aspects of the classic unchanged which have appealed the buyers for all these years yeah so the thumb um the the riding stance the you know the bossy kind of uh, riding position it offers and um, the looks and the looks obviously the biggest part was the looks and but the way the bike now handles you can actually flick it through traffic through tight gaps and it is it is much more obedient than the previous classic was and then we recently did a trip to goa and i really enjoyed it in ghats that was not really the case with most of the ari owners classic owners before but 
now you can actually enjoy the classic 350 in twisties and then there are it has improved in terms of modernity as well and uh, so during the briefing royal enfield really put an emphasis on the fact that the handle lock and ignition key are one same unit now <laughs> and uh, another thing that they really uh, which was very funny and everyone laughed was that uh, royal enfield said this themselves that the classic 350 now has a fuel gauge Yeah, and it's pretty accurate. Finally, yeah, finally. So it is modern, more modern than the previous bike. But that thump, that uh, you know, that peace that you get while riding it at forty kmph, enjoying that thump in fifth gear, and you don't have to change the gear too much. And um, so that character of the motorcycle is still there. The other day, I remember Abhishek telling me he had taken the classic uh, for a few days, and. Uh, he came back really impressed for the fact that he had recently ridden the honda cb350 uh, hness highness sorry highness also but he was saying that bike is very smooth and refined but the classic has more character you know because of that thump the looks the styling and everything so yeah uh, i think i have one more month left with the classic and i want to make the best out of it you're going to miss it aunty yeah yeah i am i will miss it but uh, that will give me an excuse to ride my 200 again uh, the the duke 200 but that's okay man i mean the kind of difference in my perception uh, about the classic is that tells how evolved royal enfield as a brand has become how it has improved over the years and um, so yeah classic 350 is the first bike on my list now let's move on to your list which is the second bike review of 2021 you would so um, since we're talking about long termers i the long termer for this year um was the fzx mm. you know that was that was uh, one motorcycle that uh, seemed to gain a lot of flack on the internet for just being there uh so i think that is that is why you know yamaha sent it to us you know you just live with it and we did for uh, over a month um initially uh, uh i had a mixed opinion about the motorcycle you know as to why would they have such a motorcycle when they already had the fz you know they wanted to launch the xsr but that yeah. was going to be a very premium product and um, so that's why they got the fzx but um, that aside um a week in uh since i started using the motorcycle i I started liking the motorcycle. I was I was very surprised because uh, firstly the reason I liked the motorcycle was because it was a very very good commuter. You know, it had all the all the traits of a commuter. You know, it had the right riding ergonomics. You know, it was comfy. The seat, you know, with that uh, pattern, it was it was very comfy. And uh, even the engine, you know, uh, it had just the right amount of enthusiasm to commute. Yeah. you know it didn't do more it didn't do less but it was just the perfect amount mm. and uh, you know as as the days go go uh, go by or went by i was i was so happy with the motorcycle you know like i was i was like wow i mean why are people hating on this motorcycle you know they need to ride it first mm. yeah. and uh, it it was just a very simple motorcycle it does not look simple i mean that that fuel tank and that led light no it does not look simple but in character it is 
which i personally liked and apparently a lot of people liked because uh, as we found out the bike is going at a premium people yeah. are willing to pay 10000 rupees more just to get that fzx so uh, that says a lot about the motorcycle and uh, that you should not judge a book by its cover <laughs> but uh, yeah i think that that makes up for the second uh, bike in my list and i think uh, you know the kind of audience we have on the internet a lot of them are only people who come they see the picture of the product and give their uh, opinion or their review instantly keyboard warriors that this is a yeah keyboard warriors that's yeah. what you call them so just a cheap version of the xsr uh, and why why uh, this you know discrimination with india yamaha and all that but as you told me uh, as pratik told us the other day that people are ready to pay 10000 over the on road price which shows that people who are actually buying or not only going on the internet and ranting about it they are yeah. just going and buying the bike but don't you think uh, all of this fzx thing on the internet because you need to agree that the internet also has some kind of power over you know the decision making mm. factors of all these manufacturers so uh, don't you think the fzx also kind of played a part on uh, the aerox 155 coming to india so yeah, maybe that was obviously that must have been already decided that we'll bring the fzx and uh, then yama saw that people have been giving negative response then why not give them just what the a product wanted, what yeah. the what what's there in the international market yeah. as it is so uh, that's very nicely played on yama's part it's a win win for them fzx is working and the aerox is obviously that is also working and uh, so moving on uh, the second bike in my list would be the tvs apache rtr 204v so my first experience with that bike was uh, on the race track on the mmrt and uh, so it's weird you know when you haven't ridden a bike on public roads and you uh, straight away take it to the race track your judgment about that motorcycle is track oriented yeah but then i got it to review on public roads and it was like dude this bike can actually bring the race track on public roads because it is so sporty the handling is so amazing it is so uh, you know effortless to ride around and uh, that engine you know that engine is such that even if you are upgrading from a 150 cc motorcycle you will be liking it even if you are directly buying your f- uh, buying it as your first motorcycle you will obviously like it but but moving on from a 150 cc motorcycle also it has that excitement you know that will keep you always engaged uh, riding it Uh, you can go around twisties mountain roads and have fun on the bike and then there are features a lot of them that are brag worthy amongst your friends i mean a 200 cc bike with with uh, three riding modes which uh, uh, you know changes the abs uh, and the the red line of a motorcycle that is something that you don't re- i mean that was the first from tvs right and it's still the first from tvs so but features apart even that um you know that raw thing which you expect from motorcycle to have a good chassis good uh, suspension setup and good engine and good brakes it has all of those things sorted as well and apart from that it has great features it's an amazing package overall according to me and um, and after so obviously it had shown its track prowess on during the tvs uh, young media, media racing championship but then on the public roads also it impressed me equally so that was about the my, about my second best review of 2021 let's move on with yours um so 
again since we are talking about nakeds uh i would want to pick the trident um uh, but then i went out and i wrote the monster mm. you know the new monster without any numbers ahead of it so mm. uh, i wrote it on the bic and uh, so let me start off with i had written the 8 to 1 before this and the 797 for a little while and those monsters were you know the proper brawny they are big they are yeah. muscular yeah. this one just by the looks of it you know that it has changed it is much more compact you know it's it's compact was the whole word i mean all through the marketing team the design team everyone the only word they knew was compact and that's how the bike has turned out to be and uh, it it actually impressed me because of the way it has transformed the monster it has gone from becoming a very heavy motorcycle to a very light one it is very flickable it is so enjoyable on the track you know even if it's your first motorcycle on the track it would be enjoyable you know it's it's that easy to ride it has a very low seat height and uh, you know the throttle response is crisp it's not choppy like uh, earlier ducatis were so those are the things which actually like impressed me a lot and uh, all all through that riding session we had like 15 minutes of riding it was very seamless i would mm. say yeah you know there were not a lot of things that i would change about the motorcycle uh, immediately mm. after i buy it you know mm. so uh, obviously i don't know how it uh, performs on the road uh although i'm guessing it would be it would be running hot yeah uh, like most ducatis mm. um but that would be the only problem you know on the track all of its characters on the track uh translated on the road and you wouldn't have to change anything on that on that motorcycle you know everything about that motorcycle was so likable um it was surprising i also liked uh, you know it somewhat uh, competes with the trident yeah in uh, some ways even that motorcycle uh impressed me more than <laughs> once yeah, as you know it i've yeah. spoken about it on this podcast earlier also and uh yeah i mean i i just think that you know these motorcycles are becoming much more easy to ride you know much more accessible and even with so much power like mm-hmm. on tap you won't be intimidated like uh, you know at the first ring of the throttle it'll uh how should i put this it didn't scare you yeah it didn't scare me up front but when it does it does <laughs> yeah so it's 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 not like these older motorcycles where you, you know you need a lot of experience to ride them yeah, yeah. you know a newbie can just hop on to one of these and mm. i think that's how motorcycling is turning into it's, it's all of these electronics and stuff like that correct uh we'll keep that for next podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> because yeah it's a long topic but uh, yeah that was my third bike yeah i i remember when we had gone to this pune's uh, ducati dealership and i went closer to the monster it felt like a 390 duke only exactly is that is, compact is that compact yeah it doesn't feel like a middleweight or a 800 yes whatever that displacement is so um, now the next uh, bike in my list is the honda cb500x the adventure touring motorcycle so this bike i had heard a lot about it people who had ridden it in uh, thailand or japan thailand i guess and everyone was like this bike is uh, it hasn't got 
a lot of premium things in it but still there is something about that bike that you can ride keep riding it all day long with a big smile on your face and i already had uh, huge expectations with the motorcycle and when i went to delhi when honda called us and i rode that motorcycle it it seriously blew my mind blew my mind in a way that it wasn't very exciting or it wasn't bad or i i don't have a very strong opinion about it but one thing i'm sure if honda would have priced it right now a lot of people would have bought it yeah 8 so lakhs on road is, is yeah that is that is like the deal breaker ridiculous pricing yeah. truly and uh, but the thing about that bike is when you hop on it the riding position that it offers it's you just blend into that motorcycle it's the, the seat is so comfortable the handlebar is within your easy reach the foot positioning of the foot peg so the overall riding triangle which which is created it's very natural then that engine that 500 cc parallel twin engine is creamy smooth it's buttery smooth uh so it doesn't have a lot of grunt in the lower rev range and uh, so actually doesn't have a lot of power even in the ha- in the top end of the rev band but the way the power is delivered the the linearity it has and then um, and then the weight handles also for an adventure motorcycle you don't expect a bike to handle to be very sharp and uh, but this bike you don't have to steer too much you don't have to put a lot of effort and um, so this doesn't have traction control it doesn't have a quick shifter it doesn't have riding modes but still there is something about that bike i mean um, that you you would be ready to pay 5 or 6 lakhs rupees on that bike and given the reliability that honda products have you can ride that bike for years because it is so versatile that you can commute on that motorcycle you can uh, take it on your short weekend rides you can take it to ladakh also for such long rides because i was riding it for continuously for 3 to 4 hours and there was no sense of fatigue at all so i can't describe that motorcycle a lot because because there's some engineering involved in that motorcycle that 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 is simple but it directly as vikrant usually says it it tugs at your heart strings in certain ways so that that so was the five only, so only reason you would not recommend it because of the pricing only the pricing which is which is actually very sad actually it seems like honda was um, yeah. greedy with the pricing exactly mm. and they lost something big time there yeah I mean, uh, so the CB500X is only one of the other 500cc motorcycles from Honda, right? Which they yeah. are going to be launching. Correct. So, uh, looking at this pricing, mm. and I'm pretty sure those motorcycles are as good to ride. Yeah. Uh, they should work on the pricing for those motorcycles at least, you know, to expect some kind of sales yeah. or numbers for that matter. Because the only time I saw that bike in India was during the media ride. I haven't seen a single unit of that bike on road. So yeah, same here. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. Why would someone buy it if that pr- kind of the, price? The thing is, um, there are the only option at that price point is the Versus 650, hmm. and uh, at a little higher is the V Strom. But uh, you know, both of them offer very different uh, experiences, experiences: the Versus and the V Strom. And the CB 500X at that price point, it it just loses its way. I mean. it doesn't fit anywhere you know and those bikes so as people say there's no replacement for displacement and those bikes have bigger engines exactly make more power yeah and have more features also yes so that's why their pricing is in a way justified but not the cb500x for sure all. so so moving on what would be your next pick so my next uh, favorite review 
would be of the BMW R18. Oh. Uh, it is a very smooth, uh, special motorcycle indeed. I mean, just by the way it looks. Yeah. And uh, um, this review um, or this motorcycle, I would say, is all about how the motorcycle makes you feel. Mm. Not in the terms of how it rides, mm. but all the other factors. Right. So, um, uh, if I tell you about how it rides, uh, it's it's not a very practical motorcycle, the R18. You know, you have the, the boxer twin, it barges out. Yeah. And uh, there is little to no suspension, suspension travel at the rear. And uh, that motorcycle is heavy. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's all of the things that you cannot do on an everyday basis. It is something that you can take uh, probably to a to your cafe, mm. which has parking because you cannot leave that motorcycle alone. You know, in just like a public parking space. First of all, it's it's it it attracts so much of attention. It it it's overwhelming. I mean, every time I didn't even have to stop at the signal. Right from when I was slowing down, there were people right behind me wanting to look at the motorcycle, wanting to, you know, talk to me, ask me about the motorcycle because it it looks like unlike anything else. Yeah. You know, although it competes with Harley hmm. uh, as a cruiser, you uh, th- you know Harleys have got a different kind of charm. Yeah. This one has a di- different kind of charm. It's so there's. There's little, very little body work. It's so minimal, and it still catches your eye. You know, it's 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 something that's very inexplainable. Hmm. And uh, even when you push the starter button, that that yeah, you you know that feeling, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because of that. Um, boxer twin. Yeah, because of the boxer twin, you just move from left to right, and that is a feeling not every motorcycle can give you. It is engineered that way. Yeah. So it's engineered to make you feel special, and uh, uh, there were a couple of my friends who, you know, they wanted to sit on the bike, and they have they had Harley's. So mm. I specifically took took it to a group of friends who had Harley's, uh, you know, to get their reaction. And uh, they sat on it. They were like, "Wow, looks cool," and you know everything about that. But they couldn't find any other use for the motorcycle. Because to start off with, it comes with uh, these uh, spoke wheels. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to tour, I mean, uh, other than the city, mm. if you want to go anywhere other than the city with those wheels, no one's going to change it if you have a puncture. Correct. Yeah. yeah no, no one's going to even touch the motorcycle. Mm. And that is a very big inconvenience. Right? You cannot ride this motorcycle in the city. And you will have to think more than twice to take it on the highway. Correct. So where do you use the motorcycle? So that that was kind of a dilemma, and which I completely agree to. But regardless of all that, I would still want to have that motorcycle. You know, probably even though it's parked in my uh, front room, I would still want to have the R18. It it is a very very special motorcycle. And we were just before recording the podcast, we were talking about how I was. Uh, uh, how I theme the review as you know yeah. like a musical flowering. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's how the motorcycle makes you feel. I guess. So it's one of those bikes which you won't park in your garage, but have it in your living room and keep looking at yes, it. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. That's how you can describe the R eighty. Yes. Yeah. 
So, all right. So, the the next bike in my list is the Harley Davidson Pan America. Ooh, this is Harley Davidson's take on adventure motorcycle. First adventure motorcycle from the legendary American cruiser and tourer brand, and I must say that they have done a a brilliant job for for their first attempt because this motorcycle, you know, it rides like a sport bike because. Uh, so Harley Davidson has been making those long stroke engines which don't rev really high but they have a lot of torque in the lower uh, end yeah. of the rpm but this motorcycle it it is a it has a high revving engine and uh, after 4000 5000 rpm you know it it turns into a, this mental machine which which feel, feels like a liter class sport bike only it goes that fast and uh, there are a lot of electronics the most feature laden motorcycle ever made by Harley Davidson and again they have done commendable job with the motorcycle the traction control works brilliantly the quick shifter and um, all everything else even the instrument cluster is very crisp the touch is very nice uh, to look and feel and uh, so the, the oh, only touch screen huh? yeah, yeah so the only pro- problem i had with the motorcycle is there were a lot of switches and uh, the instrument cluster was a bit cluttered there was there was a lot of information to show uh, in very small fonts so okay. that all so journalists across the globe have been giving that feedback and i hope uh, harley will change that in the future but even off the road with that bike being so heavy you feel you feel so confident riding that bike off the road through trails through rocky sections because of that good weight balance i'm not saying i mean i have uh, heard from people that the R1250 GS is the best adventure motorcycle and since I have not ridden it I can't compare but as an individual standalone motorcycle this is amazing and uh, so the overall weight distribution is good and that semi active suspension it it works like it wows you you know so there are different settings you can choose by yourself but when it detects that you are uh, now taking uh, some off road sections or you are taking some corners consistently it automatically uh, tweaks the suspension tuning and you can feel it after a point so i i took the bike, uh, bike to ambi valley and uh, before that i would i was riding it continuously on straight roads and the suspension was feeling a bit soft like how it should be in uh, you know on our indian roads to handle the potholes and stuff but as soon as i started uh, climbing up the ambi valley mountain twisties that bike that overall suspension setup i could feel after two three corners that it stiffened up and it was riding the handling became so sharp i mean not outrightly sharp because it has a long wheelbase and it is a heavy motorcycle it is the the handling response is not that sharp but you know you can feel that suspension stiffening up and then the bike handling better it was not wallowing uh, around corners it was not dancing around and i was having the time of my life in ambi valley and and then it rained then i took it to a trail and the suspension again did its trick and it became softer and it could handle the trail better so that shows that how uh, well harley has made the overall electronics package which is commendable for a brand which has made it for the first time yeah so yeah pan america was a very special motorcycle for me in 2021 and and that was the uh, first big adventure motorcycle i have reviewed so that is also one of the reason it is really special for me i mean i i kind of missed riding that yeah uh, but i hope i ride that soon yeah 
well uh, the other bike that i would like to include is obviously the hayabusa wow I mean, how can you miss that <laughs> i mean that was the one motorcycle that uh, the entire bike quality team was <laughs> present for uh, during the review so uh, i mean i mean this is like a proper fanboy moment the you know the moment i knew that i am going to review the motorcycle it was a proper fanboy moment this was like you know from uh, uh, hanging up posters on their wall you know having yeah. these die cast model to actually like riding and telling people about it it was it was kind of uh, ecstatic if i could say but um, yeah i mean the 2021 hayabusa is so much different than what it was you know it still kind of looks the same yeah similar but what has gone inside has completely changed what the motorcycle is it's become so much more better you know so quickly yeah and in just one iteration although um, you could argue that that iteration took a long time to come mm. but uh, whenever it did it it kind of hit the mark so yeah i mean there a lot of people who are uh, complaining that it gets lesser power but they also need to understand that that was on paper mm. in in the real world that engine is so potent you would never you never understand that 8 bhp loss of power it's it's negligible you know and now that it got it's got uh, all of these riding modes uh, especially the cruise control mm. so i also got the chance to ride it back from chennai to uh, mumbai that cruise control i mean it's it's what the bike needed you know as a sports tourer yeah. that cruise control works so flawlessly but at the same time you know um, suzuki also knows that the busa is not just a sports tourer it's also used for uh, drags hmm. and uh, they have played that part of the bike as well and uh, the launch control system is one of the easiest uh, you can find on any motorcycle Okay. so you just you just press the brake and it activates wow. i mean how simple can that be so uh, you know all of those small things that has improved on the busa has just made it that much more special you know uh, the people who like fanboys like me who used to love the busa will love it even more and the people who have not ridden the busa i mean i would recommend you to hmm. go ride the busa at least once you know if you cannot own it just ride it once and you'll know what everyone you know is going gaga about so right. yeah all my life i heard from people that what a bike hayabusa is and then it came it got featured in that dhoom movie and uh, everyone went crazy and then it was it is actually a globally revered motorcycle you know everyone is like all bikes are so this bike is in a different league of its own right and um, then i remembered that i got this uh, opportunity i got privileged enough to get to ride the hayabusa for a few kilometers and after that ride was over i was you know really calling up my friends and i was telling them that ever since i started riding motorcycles this is the best time i had on a bike wow i mean that that power delivery is effortless you are doing over 150 although you shouldn't be doing it legally but there were certain road sections which were pretty open and uh, free of traffic and i could uh, take it to 150 and slightly more than that and it felt 
like it's not doing uh, that much of speed it's doing some 60 70 kmph that overall uh, that aerodynamics yeah it's that's like, how it's like you're in a bubble up. exactly yeah. like your, and even even if when you're doing those kind of speeds it's it's it, it's unimaginably fast you know okay. even on those speeds it, the speedometer is just just pushing through just pushing through yeah. and uh, yeah i i remember you coming back giving the bike to me and i don't know how did you give the bike to me i mean i'm pretty sure you wanted to keep it for a long <laughs> exactly, time exactly yeah <laughs> i mean by the look of your face but uh, yeah i think the boza has that kind of effect and still has so yeah and it's very practical also it's it's you can tour on that bike like literally not not only to call a sport tourer it's also very comfortable if you really know how to get into that position yes but yeah man it's it's one of the most amazing bikes even i have ridden yeah. and it's and uh, we were also one of the first people to take the boza on the track yeah, on yeah. a race track nice yeah the video is coming out tomorrow um, on 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 youtube on 22nd december yeah 22nd december yeah yeah just in case <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you should go check that out because uh, um, we also clocked or vikrant clocked a lap time an incredible lap time you should go check that out i'm not going to give you any details on that so yeah i mean uh, um, we got to ride it on the track as well uh, we had to tweak it a bit because the suspension was all uh, set up for touring and stuff like that but given uh, um, uh, vikrant was like he was he was kind of impressed with what the motorcycle had to offer on a race track except for you know the suspension setup which says a lot about a motorcycle i mean you can ride it to a you can ride it to a race track you can ride it on the race track you can ride it back you can ride it in the city by the way yeah even though it is so big yeah i mean it obviously is going to have heating issues because it's a big engine but uh, apart from that that motorcycle was so much more easy to ride compared to you know it's its rivals or motorcycles its size the boza was kind of easy so um yeah i think we left it at a very very good note this right. this year and uh, we hope to be riding much much more in 2022 i think uh, anuj will tell you all about it now oh but there there's one more bike left we are done with the with our list of 10 oh i got carried away sorry <laughs> and this motorcycle is again not as big doesn't have as big a displacement as the busa but it blew everyone's minds who rode it and uh, sadly not everyone will get to ride it because it's it's the race bike it's a uh, it's the tvs apache rr310 race bike which uh, i got to review i um, i was lucky enough to get to review this motorcycle because you know customer bikes you can get it from your friend or you can just go and buy it if you have that much money but this motorcycle is meant for to be ridden on the track and for the racers and uh, after riding that motorcycle i realized that it really takes next level of talent to be a racer because even those bikes are tuned to match your talent and skills right so starting from the throttle the moment i took it out of the pits i didn't know how to handle handle the throttle there was just on and off there was no middle ground so it took me a lot of uh, practice around 4 to 5 laps to really get used to how to modulate that throttle because around corners when i had to give smooth throttle response i was i was giving it slight uh, i would ringing slightly but it was going like it want to pop a wheelie 
and then uh, every time i would i was breaking it i was sliding ahead and you know my thighs i had to lock the fuel tank really tight because that brakes were so sharp they were so sensitive everything about that bike was so sensitive but then after 5 6 laps it was like it i i realized that it really belongs to that race track there is there is um, you know so much of cornering clearance that so i had the experience with the g310r of grounding the pegs and it was really scary but no matter how hard how how much you lean this bike the pegs never touch the tarmac that's what it is meant for and then and then the engine is so so peppy you if you are in the right gear you will just blast away from the while exiting a corner with that throttle response with that ecu remapping of the motorcycle and with all of that weight weight reduction it feels like a you know 150 cc motorcycle a very light one but with a 600 800 cc engine feels that powerful and with that exhaust if if you have uh, cranked up that engine you can't talk to a person standing nearby <laughs> so that was a very special motorcycle in a very scary way but um, but that's what made our track day and my own personal experience of our first track my first track day a very special one because i got to ride such an extraordinary motorcycle it had so for our listeners it had uh, it has a lot of changes like a remapped ecu the throttle bodies are different uh, it has uh, different lighter wheels there is weight reduction the the fairing is different and um, the gearing is also changed a bit the suspension are, suspension tuning is different so these things make a hell lot of difference on on the race track or on the road also but obviously it won't be available for people to ride on the road but even on the race track man it was like and it is a bike which is meant to be ridden by skilled people you know like let's say uh, from our list we can take the cb500x which even an experienced or a newbie guy can ride but this bike i'm sure if a novice sits on it this bike no he can't even do a single lap of the mmrt yeah unless he's he's got he'll be struggling yeah he'll be yeah. struggling a lot so that's that's our list of uh, 10 motorcycles 10 reviews that made our uh, made the year 2021 really special for us me and neil and um, i hope 2022 will be similarly equally special with a lot of great amazing motorcycles uh, motorcycle reviews going up on bike wale youtube bike wale website and uh, we are really looking forward to the next year and uh, thank you once again neil thank you for joining us it was great having you on our show of course and uh, so if you have any suggestions again write into us at podcast@bikewale.com follow us on twitter instagram and facebook and do not forget to check out our uh, youtube channel where we have a lot of two wheeler reviews and other informative content and uh, we will see you next week